New ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. This month, Bipulse, the leading authority on Gen Z and millennial opinions and behaviors, has just released their latest trend report. And Mary Lee Bliss, Bipulse's chief content officer, is here to discuss everything you need to know about TikTok, young consumers, and how the exponential growth of this platform is affecting the entire social media and entertainment landscape. Mary Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. One of the things I love about doing this podcast is that I work with my guests to shine a light on what's coming up, trends, culture, stuff like that. And back in 2018, I recommended that a company interested in growing its youth audience invest in building a presence on TikTok. And the company declined to follow this advice because they weren't (laughs) going to jump on every little social media trend that cropped up. Since then, I guess I was proved right. I love being right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's turned into what I thought it would, which is a game changing juggernaut. But not to fear, you are here to catch everyone up and to help everyone understand the platform and its impact because it is nuanced and very interesting. But before we talk about your findings and what it all means, can you give us some information about the trend report itself, the geographic territory you cover, the age of who you survey, and the methodology you use? Yeah, absolutely. Y-Pulse conducts a deep survey on a trend that we see happening in youth culture every month. So our trend reports are powered by a survey of 1,500 13 to 39 year olds in the US and Canada. We then conduct the same survey in Western Europe. So we have the same trend coming out in Western Europe as well. Our surveys are nationally representative with quotas across age and gender and race and ethnicity, large sample size. So we are looking at a very small margin of error. And we really dive deep into how young people are feeling about a particular trend topic, cultural shift that we're observing and usually they're fueling. Fantastic. And I love that you use so much data because it means that everyone can really look at these percentages and understand the priorities that young consumers place on one thing compared to another. And then when you slice and dice into some of these important subgroups, you have enough information to actually know something, which is is so useful, especially around TikTok. So first of all, let's talk social media in general. How is young consumer engagement with social media? How has it been trending since If we look at right before the pandemic to now, what are we seeing? Yeah. So it's no secret that young people during the pandemic spend a lot of time with screens and on their phones. And we see a really clear shift in just their dependence on social media that actually has not slowed down quote unquote, post pandemic, post quarantines, we should say, right? So the number of young people who say that they are addicted to social media, agree with that statement, has increased steadily from 41% overall in 2019 to 57% overall in 2022. So just a steady climb and it's climbed among both Gen Z and millennials. Gen Z are more likely to agree with this statement with 62% of the generation now agreeing that they are addicted to social media. And is it 
all social media? Has anything gone down in use? Well, it's interesting. So this statement, I'm addicted to social media, is a general statement. So they agree their generation is obsessed with social media as a whole. But of course, Wipols also tracks the usage of individual platforms. And we track these multiple times a year. Mm -hmm. So we really can see what platforms are on the rise and which are plateauing or falling in use. Really interestingly, we haven't seen many platforms with huge drops in use. But as TikTok use has climbed, and it has climbed really quickly in the last two years, really kind of this meteoric rise, we absolutely have seen dips in other popular platforms. So Instagram has dipped. It's climbed a little bit back up in the last year, year, half of the year, but definitely Snapchat has dipped and some others as well. Twitter, certainly in the headlines for different reasons, but has dipped. And when you have only so much attention and a new platform comes along that is taking a lot of your time, it's not necessarily that you're not using the other platforms at all anymore, but certainly you have less time to devote to them. Well, right. And we, we've we been talking for some time about the attention economy, and this is where we are. And if you're doing this, you're not doing that. You, you are choosing where you are spending your time. And while we're talking about social media, the name in an intention economy is, it's also important to remember that while this is social, it's also media. And yeah. so- when we stack up some of these platforms against other forms of media, like cable, broadcast, other apps, streaming services, what are you seeing? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And this is one of the ways that TikTok has really changed the game in terms of how young people perceive social media platforms and what they expect from them. When we look at where young people would most want to spend an hour scrolling or watching, and we include all social media platforms, but also streamers and cable, as you said, TikTok is the number two answer overall, looking at 13 to 39 year olds, the number one answer for Gen Z. So outranking Disney Plus, Netflix, Peacock, certainly outranking cable by a long shot. YouTube is actually the number one platform that millennials would like to spend an hour scrolling through watching. So these two video platforms are monumental. We actually have included YouTube in our social media monitor for a very long time because we know that the platform is not just about consuming video, but also about building community. And there's a lot happening in those comments. Right. But TikTok has really been the first social platform that presents itself as a social media brand and yet is mainly about consuming media. Right. It's a kind of a different social platform and very it does have a similar sort of space as YouTube in that way, which is is different from some of these other platforms. One of the things that I thought was really interesting in those numbers is YouTube, TikTok, Netflix, and then miles of gap before you got to some of these others. I mean, it really, Netflix has been in the news about subscribers and things like that. But if I'm a, an executive at Netflix, I think, Ooh, well, this is some good news. And how do we maintain this good news? Because looking at 2% or 7% for Amazon prime, 3% Disney, and that's just miles behind these other, these other things. They're so so far ahead of the pack. 
so far, so far ahead. I also always like to remind people that averages can be dicey. Bill Gates walks into a room and everyone's average wealth goes up, but it doesn't really describe the wealth of all the people in the room. And so similarly, when we look at the average popularity of social media platforms, it can blunt some significant generational differences. And you touched on that a little bit, but I'd like to dive in a bit more around millennial versus Gen Z platform preferences. So, so what are you, what are you seeing there? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no denying it. And we have covered this consistently in all of our work on, on TikTok. Gen Z is far more likely to use the platform. They are still, they are, the majority of Gen Z is using TikTok. And I believe it's around 40 something percent of millennials. They're also more likely TikTok users to say that they are addicted to it. About half of Gen Z who use TikTok say they're addicted to the app versus about 25% of millennial users. But I think maybe the most important stat that we have is that Gen Z TikTok users are just spending so much more time on the app than millennials are. So even millennials who use TikTok are far less likely to be investing time in it on a daily basis than Gen Z users. And the numbers are wild. So we asked Gen Z and millennials how much time they're spending on each of the platforms that they use daily. Mm -hmm. Um, Then an hour, one to two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours, you get it. Mm-hmm. And 45% of Gen Z TikTok users self-report that they are spending three plus hours a day on the app. Well, and typically people under self-report, is that? Absolutely. So absolutely. Good God. Yeah. That is a lot of time. Yeah. A lot, a lot of time. One of the things that I also like to remind my clients is that every platform has a purpose for its audience and it's important to engage with them in the way they want to engage on a particular platform. Is the purpose of each platform different by generation? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, the reason that they use social media is certainly different overall. So uh, (laughs) when we look, and this speaks to the popularity of TikTok among Gen Z, when we look overall at why they use social media, Gen Z is more likely than millennials to say that they use social media to be entertained while millennials are more likely than Gen Z to say that they use social media to connect with friends and family. We also see differences in the reason that they use individual platforms. So speaking of TikTok again, both are going for entertaining content above all other reasons. But Gen Z is more likely than millennials to say that they use TikTok to fight off boredom, which is actually the number two reason that Gen Z is going to TikTok and pretty close behind entertaining content, which makes a lot of sense. They are younger. So I think a little bit more time to be bored. Right, right. Teenager, there's a lot more boredom than when you are in your, your late 20s and 30s, right? They're also more likely to say that they're using TikTok to keep up with viral content, and which is a huge part of TikTok. It's where this generation believes trends start before they go to other platforms. Interesting. So if we're thinking about in the olden days, way back machine, we think about broadcast TV and everybody wants to sort of be in the know. This is the closest thing to that. Is that fair? And so, yeah, absolutely. so if we're saying it's TikTok is not social, 
in the same way as let's say some of these other platforms, but it is cultural in a more significant way. Is that a fair assessment or no? I would say it is fair. I would say what's really different about trends with Gen Z than trends with previous generations is that they are far more powered by the actual members of the generation. Millennials were still of a time when trends were dictated by media. And then as social media took off, influencers But Gen Z with TikTok, it's a far more democratic platform. Trends can be started by anyone. And so I think it's really interesting. It's absolutely where culture is really kind of centralized for the generation, but it also is a shift in that means who has control of culture. And it's far more owned by the members of the generation than any brand entity. That's so interesting. Drilling into it a little bit more in terms of what people expect. And if I'm thinking about a brand and what they what they're about, if they're about lifestyle or beauty or fashion or food and cooking, in terms of going for those things, are some platforms better than others? And does that vary by generation or is it just this platform tends to be more, you know, if I'm thinking about Instagram and I'm thinking about the whole beauty shot of it all, I I could see that lifestyle stuff like hotels and all that luxury high end stuff might still do really well on Instagram. Is yeah. that is that a true way to approach it? I mean, and, and if so, what are some of the differences and similarities? Yeah, we do see that, as you said, every platform has a purpose. So with TikTok's meteoric rise, it's completely understandable that all brands who want to reach young people are trying to find a place on TikTok and all platforms, to be honest, are trying to copy it in some way because all of a sudden, here's this platform taking attention away. Mm. But what we found in our research is that even though that is true, that TikTok is taking a lot of their time and they really love TikTok. And the kind of content that they see on TikTok has shifted the tone of content they want to see on other platforms, more candid, less glossy, right? But the reality is, is that there's still a specific purpose for each platform in their world. And they're still using an average of six plus platforms total. Oh, wow. They're not just using one. Every six? one of these platforms. Really? Yeah. Six? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Every one of these platforms has its own place in their world. And 85% of young people agree that they like seeing different kinds of content on different social media platforms. When we compare Instagram and TikTok, the number one kind of content that 13 to 39 year olds like to see on Instagram is lifestyle. The number one kind of content they like to see on TikTok, comedy. Oh, interesting. Well, I suppose it, I guess Instagram maybe doesn't lend itself to comedy the same way. So what are, where is, where's beauty shaking up? Yeah, beauty is about on the same ranking, place on the ranking for each of those platforms. So it has a place on on both of those. I don't think it's really winning out on one platform over another. What about fashion? Fashion, I think definitely a little bit more likely to want to see fashion content on Instagram. Fashion is a huge part of TikTok. And I was thinking trends, I would see, I I could imagine trends popping up on TikTok, but then if I'm purchasing or mood boarding or whatever, it might be somewhere else. Yeah. I think we still see the case where 
the kind of content they want to see, like these topics vary a little bit from platform to platform. But what really is different is the way that they're presented, right? So the kinds of videos that you see on TikTok with duetting and really audio driven, um, you need to create content that fits in with that style when you're creating for TikTok. Interesting. Now, one of the other things, and this goes back to our very first point that we were talking about, sample size. So is the sample big enough so that if you say, gee whiz, lifestyle is a little bit more Instagram, is that a, is that a significant? It, absolutely. If I'm a lifestyle brand and I have only so much spend, I can, if I look at your report and I see how things shake out, that I can really say these differences are are worth banking on. They will inform yeah. my spend. Okay. That's very yeah, useful. To I know. think so. But what what I think is also true is that our sample is big enough that our users can actually look at the demographic they particularly are interested in reaching. So right. is it Gen Z females? Is it millennial females? Is it a certain age range of males? And see exactly what kind of content they want to see on what platform. Okay. Okay. Then here's a question. If we look at gender within male, female. TikTok within Gen Z, if we're looking males and females, is there a difference or are they both all in on TikTok? Is there any? Oh, in terms of their TikTok use. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you right now how many males versus females of Gen Z are likely to use TikTok. Absolutely a difference. Gen Z females are more likely by a good amount to use TikTok than Gen Z males. That being said, Gen Z males are more likely than either millennial males or millennial females to be on TikTok. So still Gen Z driven, okay, but especially Gen Z female driven, 80% of Gen Z females say that they use TikTok. Holy smokes. Yeah. Versus (laughs) 59% of Gen Z males. Okay. I have another one for you then. How about millennial parents? I know that you do look at millennial parents where if you're a parent, does that skew where you're going? Yeah. Always has. (laughs) Millennial parents consistently are more likely to use Facebook than their non-parent peers. And we see that over and over again. That's interesting. There's a bunch of reasons for that. One, they are trying to stay connected to family and friends and keep them up to date with pictures, content, updates, whatever it is on their on their kids. Right. But also they are more likely to participate in Facebook groups. Mm. And some of those Facebook groups are all about parenting. There's also Facebook Marketplace where we definitely see a lot of activity for millennial parents. Oh, interesting. Cost effective. We've seen Meta, parent company to Facebook and Instagram. Earlier we were talking about, they, we've seen them try to imitate features from TikTok. Now, yeah. feature imitation, you talked about they want to see the content they want to see. How do consumers feel about feature adaptations? Yeah, they don't like it. <laughs> oh, interesting. So yeah. so the spaces the and all that stuff, no? The majority don't like when social media platforms create new features that replicate other social media platforms. And the majority don't want to see video content from TikTok reposted on other platforms. That's interesting. What you're seeing when other platforms introduce video features that are exactly like TikTok, what ends up happening is that users will take their TikTok content content and repost it rather uh-huh. than creating organic content for that platform. And it's generally not something that we see young people liking. There has been a user kind of driven backlash to reels. I have to believe that engagement on reels is high enough that warrants Facebook meta 
keeping it to push that feature, but it's made headlines that users want Instagram to go back to the way that it was, et cetera. Mm. Well, well, I think it's your point about reposting is interesting. As a former agency owner, this means separate deliverables for each platform, not just aspect radio changes, aspect ratio changes, but actually making the content different. I mean, yeah. because they they do have a different aesthetic, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. And I think wanting that originality is something that young people really are demanding. And when they say that they're, each platform plays a different role, that means that they do want to see different content on those platforms. So if you were to say, back of the envelope, I'm creating content for TikTok, what are some of the key elements I should have in my TikTok content or how should I approach my TikTok content? Right. Well, it's it's interesting. I mentioned before the difference between tone and actual content content. Mm. Uh, so tone of what they want to see has absolutely been impacted by what they see on TikTok. So overall on social media, they would prefer to see content without filters. They would prefer to see content that's candid, a little bit more messy on TikTok than on social media in general, but definitely more of this feeling of wanting candid, wanting real, wanting viral popular content throughout social media. Well, okay. Can I just try to make sure I'm understanding properly? So if I'm a brand, should I really TikTok vibe my content on the other platforms? Or if Instagram is more aspirational and more curated, is it okay to keep it a bit filtery glowy? I mean, how should I approach it? Should Should I make everything a bit more raw? Yeah, definitely more real, less filtered for sure. We see that desire across social media platforms. So that's kind of the tone, right? Mm. That they're looking for across social media. But then when you're looking at the actual content that you're creating, playing off of the trends of that platform means playing off of the features and the filters and the audio Mm. that are going viral on that platform. So there is a difference between tone and wanting this looser, more candid, more real feeling. less perfected. And then the actual trends that you're following, which tend to be unique to the features and tools that are available on that platform. I see. Okay. Interesting. So if we're now going to sort of pivot a bit and talk about brands and marketers and what your research means for companies looking to engage with audiences, are social platforms influencing purchases? Absolutely. A thousand percent. Are are all platforms equal in influence? No. No, definitely not. But it depends on the generation, as we see. First of all, young people are open to seeing advertising, marketing on platforms as long as it is entertaining to them. We see really clearly that they're open to it because if it entertains them, then it does fit in with what they're seeing on their feeds elsewhere, right? But when we look at the platforms that influence them, TikTok is the top place that Gen Z last saw an ad that made them want to purchase something Mm -hmm. by a good amount. And then for millennials, that is YouTube. So it tracks with their their frequent platform exposure a bit, right? We're not seeing it it different. One of the things in the report is don't be boring. What What is boring? If you're old and you're in marketing and you don't know, what makes something not boring? What, what are some of the things that help be not boring? If you don't know what not boring is, you need to look to the creators that are on that platform that are popular, trending, gathering followers, 
and see what they are creating because clearly they're not boring. I see. Um, okay. Generated content is obviously already a huge part of marketing, mm-hmm. but on a place like TikTok, it's more important than ever because young people, the majority of them like when brands use regular people's posts in their advertisements or social media feeds. So really working with the creators and they don't have to be mega influencers, which we've talked about before. Mm. They can be micro, they can be nano influencers. If they are gathering those views, if they are trending on the platform, look at what they're doing. If you as a brand don't know what boring is. (laughs) Or you as an interviewer, let's be straight. No, I think well, I mean, the not, other thing is, is you not about that. It's there are so many niche trends happening on these platforms. So to define boring versus entertaining, I could teach a course in college and not, you know, reach all of the nuances of it. So the best, easiest thing to do is to go to the source, to go to the people who are actually starting the trends. Well, how, okay. Now I know that in that algorithms feed me things that I look at. If I am trying to get out of my boring bubble, how do I get into the not boring bubble? How do I access those things? Is it easier to access? How do I know? How do I find that? How do I find what's trending? If I'm, I'm a old millennial or God forbid, I'm a Gen X marketer and I want to understand what the young kids are watching today. What do I do (laughs) if I'm going to TikTok? How do I tap into that? Because that is not who I as a user am. Right. One answer I have to say is you should be subscribing to Y Pulse because every single week we're rounding up the most viral content of the week. There's literally always TikTok content that we talk about every single Friday in our viral list. Also, we talk about that in our daily newsletter. So we're rounding up the biggest news of the day. So we're doing a lot of that work for you because yeah, the algorithm, the for you page, it tailors itself very quickly to who you are, um, age, whatever it might be. It used to be a little bit easier to find trending content on TikTok, but they They've actually changed their interface. So it's a little bit harder to dig into those trending videos. There are ways to though, see the trending hashtags on the platform overall. So that, that information is available through the app. You just have to dig for it a little bit more. Mm, Interesting. So last thing before we go, if I'm a marketing or insights professional, who's listening to this podcast, what's the single most important thing I should remember when thinking about TikTok. When thinking about TikTok alone. Or just what it's done to the landscape. I guess what's the most important thing I should take away from our conversation today? Sure. TikTok is incredibly powerful as a tool to reach Gen Z consumers specifically. It really is the platform that's been powered by this generation. It is the platform that they are turning to, to see what is trending, what is cool from products to audio to people. At the same time, other platforms have a place in their life. And so those platforms shouldn't be completely ignored in favor of TikTok. But TikTok is where they're spending the most time. So if you don't have a TikTok plan, you need to get one really fast. Thank you so much for sharing today. And everybody check out Ypulse because they have the information. <laughs> Thank you. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend Rob Naughton, the voice artist who recorded our open. And of course, all of you, the members of our audience. Thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next. <laughs>